Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. It's time for another episode of Kick Some ADHD, and I am thrilled to report that Dana, the amazing co-host Rayburn, is here again. Dana, how are you today? I'm a little tired, David, but we're going to make it work. Yeah, you know, tired happens, and uh, but caffeine also happens, right? Caffeine is my dear friend today, yes. If you hear slurping noises in the background, it's probably me, because <laughs> Dana's much more polite than I am. <laughs> we're self-medicating as we speak. Yes, we are. So today, Dana, I'd like to talk to you about what I want to be when I grow up. Okay, that sounds good. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, is it is it just me? Am I the only one that struggles with trying to figure out, you know, how to arrange things so that they work well? No, it's very normal for us because we often end up in careers and jobs that don't suit us, that don't fit well with our ADHD, and then we struggle. And then we know that we're unhappy and things have to be different somewhere out there. Things need to be better. And it just takes time to figure out who you want to be when you grow up. Yeah, it really does. And you know, I was kind of one of those like follow your nose, go where your passion, interest and all that stuff leads you. And that's that worked really pretty well for a while. But um, gosh, there are there are gotchas, especially if you're well, you and I have said this before. We're kind of virtually unemployable, you and me. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I know we're not alone. A lot of us end up, you know, people with ADHD are more likely to own a business than other people. And I think some of it is just because we need to not report to people right. <laughs> in the same way that others, right? Exactly. Am I right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And a lot yeah. of us, uh, but many of us do have careers and, and jobs and many of us do report to other people. There is a tr something that I realized way back when, when I was first getting a handle on this ADD thing and when I was working and trying to and figure out why in some jobs did I struggle so much? It was just like pulling teeth for me to get anything done. And then when I discovered coaching, it was, wow, this is just, there's no this is easy. There's just, it. I mean, I have to work at it, not not work at it. I have to pay attention to it, but it comes naturally and easily for me. So I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what was that about? Yeah. And it's not just like, I mean, sure, it's interesting, right? So in, being interested in it is certainly part of it, right? I mean, you know, you, you got to be interested in the thing. Yeah. But it's also got to be something that... um like energizes you in some way, like yes. rather than draining you, right? Yes. Is that a, is that, am I getting ahead of ourselves here? <laughs> no, we're fine. We're fine. But we do need to be energized. We do need to find things that we focus our, our work on that are working in our areas of our strengths. And that's yeah. really, really what we're talking about. We as ADHD adults, we are taught from a very young age when you're in school to try very hard to be good at things that we're bad at doing. Mm 
We're yes. bad at sitting still in class. We'll sit still, work at sitting still and paying attention. We're bad at doing homework on time. We're bad at all, all of that stuff. And, but we get told, well, work really hard at doing things that you're really crappy at doing. Yeah. And that was like drilled into me. And especially, I, I've mentioned this before. And my dad, if he ever listens to these podcasts, God bless him. Sorry, dad. I keep talking about you. He was a Marine. And well, there is no was in that you know, actual reality. He is right. a Marine. He is a Marine. And he was a Southern Baptist pastor when I was a kid too. So there was that. No <laughs> so wonder was, you're how you are. I know, right? I had a haircut every week, whether I needed okay. it or not. Okay. <laughs> Squirrel back to, back to work. But, but no, but that was the thing. It was like, if there's a thing that you're falling out of line on, that's what all the focus was on. You mm-hmm. got to fix that. You got to work on that. You got to, you know, discipline, you know? And I mean, he meant well, I don't, and, I, so I'm not faulting him for it, but but that was the that wasn't just him. It was the whole mentality, right? Yes, yes, exactly. That that is the whole mentality. And I have a saying that you can't force ADHD. And what I mean by that is you can't force a ADHD person to easily do something that they don't like to do and aren't good at doing over and over and over again. There, it's, you can, we, and that's where we, people say, well, you're so inconsistent. One day you're on fire. The next day you're not able to finish that report or do the work or pay attention in the meeting. We can do it. We can rise to the occasion and do it once, maybe twice, three times. But what we're looking for with ADHD is to build a life that's sustainable. Yeah. 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 One that we don't, where we don't end up being that unpredictably you're all over the map, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so Dana, if we don't have that in our lives right now, for whatever reason, yeah, <laughs> uh, this is, this is really a painful problem. It like, is. It costs us something. It is. And it costs us a lot emotionally and financially as well. And I struggled with this too, David. I was, yeah, I I think I was just telling you before I had six different careers before I was forty years old. Careers, yes, careers. So I these, love that. yes, yeah, yes. Before I was forty years old, and it wasn't until I discovered coaching, and when it all clicked into place, and I realized because I always thought I've just basically am somebody that every couple of years I'm going to change careers, and I, and when I discovered coaching, it was. Oh, this is something I can just do and I can do wow. in in for the for the rest of my life. I may have to change it up a little bit to keep it and stay engaged in it and keep enjoying it and I've done that over the years. However, the basic job and skill set is one that just is comes easily and naturally to me. And that's where we want you to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I've had, I've had glimpses of that. So like when I first launched out of my very first business, when I was 19, I, I was just doing stuff on a regular basis. That was, it was always different. There was new stuff. It was technology. I was learning things and, and that worked for a while. And then I just took a hard left turn and went to work for one of my clients and ended up just in in a dumb, it was not a smart, career for me to be in five years later, I was like, I'm done. I'm going to go start another business. And that's when I started this business. And, but even in this, like within the container of this business, Mm -hmm. there are times when I'm really in the place like you're describing. And then, then there's lately. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then there's lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. it's true because like like when you're not performing well consistently, you know, we say we don't report to people if we own the business, but the reality is we report to clients in ways that uh, yes. that no employee ever does. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. we're actually more accountable than than you know somebody who's who's an employee. So exactly. it's not it's it's not it's kind of a falsehood to say that we're not, you know, reporting to someone. But the stress and just the unreliability and and like you were saying earlier, if you're you can't force something. So you're like the eighty eight my ADHD brain, I'll talk about me. It just digs in its heels sometimes. And it's like, yeah, we're really just not gonna do that. I don't care who you sold it to or promised it to or whatever. Not gonna play that game. Right. If there is so oh. much friction in getting the work done when you're career, your work life is built around things that you aren't good at doing and you don't yeah. like to do. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's painful and frustrating. And I, I, I hope our listeners are not in that place right now. I really do. But, um, I guess there's one sort of like positive thing about the world we live in today, Dana. I, I know that you're not alone in the, in the changing careers every few years. Like if you look at the list of the top 10, uh, paying careers right now, most of them didn't even exist 20 years ago. Right. Like they're just, they're new. Yeah, good. <laughs> you know, you know, good. Things change rapidly. Yeah. So there are there are opportunities for people like us to actually change lanes if we need to. In and and maybe that would have been more difficult 50 years ago or you know what I mean? Yes. Yes, when the when there were fewer options, but also having a lot of options is not easy. So how do we do this, David? You asked, how do we do this? And what I first thing I want people to realize is to get out of the, the stress, the procrastination, hating your job, not being able to do a good job, having to fib your way out of why things are late and why you're not performing well. To get out of that is not easy. It's not a, it's not just for most people. It's not just quick as, it's not a shift quick shift. It's more like moving. Um, if you think of a speedboat, how quickly a speedboat can shift versus a super tanker where Ooh. a super tanker, it's got to start turning miles before it actually turns. That's more what this is like. And that's hard for people with ADHD because to be able to build a work life that we love, often we've got to look way out in the future and work toward it slowly and yeah, and that's not always easy for us. In, You're in, telling me I need a long-term plan here, Dina. <laughs> oh man, David. Yeah. Unless you have either the financial ability to say, screw it, I'm just going to stop everything and, and switch jobs. And who cares if I don't have any income? Or unless you're a person who says, who cares if I don't have any income, I'm going to shift it anyway. Right. Um, both of those are not where I'm at at the moment. Right. Most people aren't. <laughs> but Most I mean, aren't. I have done those. I have I done, have especially too. the latter. Yeah. yeah I have I just have. gone like, you know what? Pfft, no more. Got to do something different and and just changed. And then you just weather it, whatever it is. Yeah. And of course, it kind of lights you on fire, though, too, because you're like, oh, OK, I got newfound motivation to fix, you know, or to. Right. You know, at least generate revenue. <laughs> right. No, yeah. I've done I, I've done that, too. I've done that, too. Yeah. The thing to realize is all the past career experience, all the jobs we've had are not a loss because you can right. learn from them. And what I want you to pay attention to, David, and I'm speaking to you on this, but to all of our beautiful listeners as well, is you've got to pay attention to where you really struggled and you have to pay attention to where things were easy. 
When you hear about working to your strengths, which is something that people talk about in corporate corporations and trainers and everything, they're often speaking at this very high level. So I am a communicator. I am a planner, you know, whatever. I can't even think of the terms that they use. Oh, yeah. Well, they look at your talents. And I have this book. He's showing me this. And I have Strengths Finder by Tom Rath. Yeah. Oh, it's so and, and it was like, oh, this was a nice little exercise. It was fun. I went through the whole thing and it and it looks at your, you know, you 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 thrive well on consistency or you're, you know, you like ideation or your strengths yeah. are Tell me know, what ideation means. No, I we're not gonna get there anyway. Right. That's but, but really these are not what you're talking about. No, right? that's so high level. Where ADHD gets in the way is at the task based level. It's at yes. the the stuff you've got to get up and do every single day. And we want our work life to be as effortless as possible with that, because there's a lot of stuff we have to do at home that we don't want to do, we don't like to do, but we kind of have to do it anyway, because it's just living, you know, putting away the dishes and cooking dinner, whatever it might be, doing the lot, folding the laundry, you know, whatever, all the human living things we have to do, but we want to be able to really succeed at work. And we want to be able to have the basic tasks that we're doing every day for most of them to be as in, as easy for us as possible, as natural for us as possible. So I think what I'm hearing you say is life is going to be full of the things you don't want to do, but you have to do. But 50% of your working or 50% of your adult life, let's say, is spent at work, <laughs> like your waking hours. Yeah. So why load up your working life, that half, with stuff that you're just going to be frustrated with and not 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 do well at? Is that what I'm? Yeah. 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 Be, and be, I used to say, well, everything needed to be in in your strengths and things that you were naturally good at. And then and then I realized, well, you know what? You can learn to get better at maybe doing the dishes and making it easier, but it's not ever going to be something that you're, you're going to really just, Oh yeah, I get to do the dishes. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to learn to have, make things easier. You have to learn workarounds with all of that. And in my success club, when I work with clients on, on these, these um, topics and the strengths and the weaknesses, like I use them, we spend a lot of time on, on that. However, um, what I want for, at least for this topic for today is people to realize, you know, at least do this at work as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a long-term proposition and, and we're saying life is just too short. So, you know, why, why suffer needlessly, right? You know, so we're going to suffer in some ways, no matter what, but why, why have the, uh, the, the completely needless suffering if in fact it can be needless, right? Yes. So, so you've talked about the fact that we've got to sort of I mean, you have a framework around this? I do. Yeah. I do. It's, I have so, framework around everything. Don't I you know, know you do. It's like the code. <laughs> ah, it's the, the code. It's the, it's the build your ADHD-friendly working life code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So the first thing is is realizing that this shift may take a long time and, and get used to that mindset. You don't have to sit down and plan it out in every little detail. Cause that's not what you could, well, you might spend a lot of time making the plan, but you're never going to look at the plan and use it. I'm not, uh, that's not what I'm saying, but you have to at least have an idea of where you're going. And then the real meat of this is analyzing the tasks. Look at the tasks you spend the most time doing. Are they things that you're good at? What do you struggle with? 
Where do things come easily? Where do you procrastinate and have to fib your way out of not having something done on time? Um, And what you want to then do is step back and say, all right, what would a career look like where it was built around my strengths? What what would that mean? And strengths in this case are the things that energize you that are that are not maybe they might not be friction free but they're less friction right. things the things that if you know that you are required to do it you'll actually do it right right what i yeah. say is for strengths you can tell something's your strengths and most is is that you can do it for long periods of time without getting tired nice so for nice. me coaching i can i can work with clients i can be on the phone all day long. Sometimes I've got eight clients a day. I can be on the phone all day long. And if it's the right client, which is a different top subset of this conversation, if it's the right client, I can end the day just as, as fine and fresh as when I first started in the morning. I had a period of time, Dana, in this business where I was running groups that we were, we were taking. I had a 16-week training course that we taught business owners how to do their own digital marketing and from strategy all the way through to execution. And every time I ended one of those sessions, I, I, I remember I had an employee working for me at the time and I, I came out of my office where I was locked away because it was quiet. You know, I walked out and I'm like, if I could just do that all day, every day, man, that would be the thing to do is just set up. The, you know, And of course, 10 years later, I'm not running those groups at all right now. <laughs> Yeah, like, like I've, I've just, I charted a course for other, I made decisions on purpose, but for other reasons that arranged the business in such a way. And I didn't realize how badly I was painting myself into this, you know? Yeah. So what does that mean? How do you paint? How do you, how do you erase the paint? Right. I hope it dried. I'm just going to step on that. I don't I care where I track it. it how, do you get, how, yeah, how do you get out of that corner, David? Yeah, and that's I don't know. The, and that's right. the thing. So you know where your strengths are. You know what you like to do. And yeah, sure. there, there's probably some skill building, you know, maybe that needs to happen. Maybe there are things you need to learn how to do and get better at it that will support that. But that's what I would say for you is okay, if that's the long-term vision, then what's going to get you there? How do you do that? Yeah. And this is a completely different mindset than the, hey, just suck it up. Do all the stuff that you know you should do because, you know, you should do all the stuff and and just, you know, stick it out wherever you are. And like, you know, you're in the you're in the ring. You got to finish the, the 15th yeah. round, you know? No, you no. really don't. You no. can just walk out of the ring if you really need to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, walk out of but, the ring. Yeah. But but find a find that mindset is so is so that's excellent. So no, I appreciate that. So it's the it's the mindset that says this is going to be a long term thing. But do the analysis, and then, of course, like you said, there's still going to be skills we have to build. Yeah, some things like one of my skills I know I know I already know is delegating more effectively to my team. Right. Yeah. Um, because the things my team are responsible for those go really well. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I just have to get my nose out of them. Yeah. And so, and so delegation and for, and that's not something that comes naturally to more most people. So you have to learn how to do it. Especially when you're a perfectionist and I don't know any perfectionist. Do you? I'm looking at one. I'm not one, but I'm looking at one. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And it's so funny because it's like, why bother being a perfectionist? Because you can't do all the things to that level all the time anyway. Right. Yeah. It's just not even rational. Yeah. But that's a whole different conversation. 
Truly. So it's this idea that life is short. I, you know, David, my basic belief in life, and I've had this since I was a little girl, is that life is a gift to be enjoyed. I got that from my mother. Life is, it's fun. It's an adventure and enjoy it. And when I was in the corporate world, you know, I work hard at college. I was pretty good at college. Finally, once I realized how, what I needed to do to study. And there is a point to the story, by the way, he's given me the sure. googly eyes. Um, oh, no, I didn't mean to be. No, it, I, no I, it's I'm fine. Tracking. It's fine. And so anyway, what, and then I graduated from college and I got my first corporate job and you know it was round hole square peg kind of a thing and right. and I suffered through that for 8 years and I had like three different careers within those 8 years oh, 8 years yeah oh. and it was I was just so miserable and I thought is this what life is supposed to be and then I remembered what mom had always said and you know life's fun enjoy it and so of course, we managed to, Scott and I quit our jobs and traveled and sold the house and all of that stuff. And we just said, screw it. We're leaving. And so that con- coincided with your departure from the big city. And like, yeah. you, you didn't just set up your working life the way you wanted to. You set up your whole dang life. Like, right. You just like made a whole bunch of lifestyle choices. Yeah. We just threw every, almost everything out except the furniture. You guys were like the original millennials. I love it. We were. We didn't even know it. That was called <laughs> dink, Dinks at that time. Dual income, no kids. But then we had no oh, income right. because we both quit our cushy <laughs> corporate jobs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh anyway, it was, and that, and, but I, I appreciate what it feels like to be in this job that you hate because I did that. And just to think, is this what it's going to be? And no, it doesn't have to be. Life is too short. And if you have ADHD, it's even more than that. It's that you can't force yourself to be successful at stuff that you hate to do day after day after day. It just doesn't no. work. At the end, at the end of the day, it doesn't work. I have I have learned that lesson. I have the bruises on my head to prove it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Yeah. So, David. Yeah. What do you do? You want to talk about you, or do you want to talk about a client's success? What are you going to do? You know, I've been working at this for a while because we talked about this when yeah. I was first doing coaching with you, and I have set up a plan. Um. And some of the elements of that plan um, have have gone well. I have had some bombs go off that, you know, have uh, have impacted my ability to execute on it. But there's still a couple of things that I'm just not I'm just not uh, I'm not sure about. Like one of the things that I know that I need to do more in our business is create a lot more content. So like video content and and, and some I've had a lot of people tell me I do well on video, but then. Some of the stuff that I end up producing is too long and it drags out and I take squirrels and rabbit trails and all that because I have ADHD and, yeah. and you know, so much Adderall, but it, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't always help. So one of the skills I have to build is becoming a little more consistent at staying on, you know, and short, concise, but it, it's, what was the old thing? You know, I, I would have written you a short letter, but I didn't have time. So I wrote you a long one instead. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But David, I don't remember who said that, but I identify with that so much. That's a skill that you can learn. And, okay. and it really is. And, and I mean, I've learned it. One of the, I script things pretty carefully. And this is about as loose as a script that I follow on the podcast. But when I'm teaching my courses, it's pretty well scripted because that just keeps me on track. Otherwise, yeah. I'm off on the tangents. So yeah. it's there. We can talk about this offline, but there are things that you can do to help you stay on track. 
the thing that makes me nervous is that I have scripted stuff before, and it falls in that category of stuff that I will never do. Like, I'm good at it if I really try, but it takes so much. It's like full of friction, I guess. Is it? Okay. So we then yeah. we need to look at it a different way. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's one of the issues for but me. It's like a very is, practical one. Yeah. This is, and it all has to be practical. That's why it's, it's pragmatic at the task-based level. Um, it, and that's why, why we, we, this isn't easy. It's not easy work because there's a lot of unraveling to do and rebuilding and Throwing, figuring stuff out, experimenting and figuring out works what works for you and what doesn't. Uh, I have a, a, you want a client story? Sure. Yeah. Let's hear it. I want to, I want somebody with a success. Let's talk about okay. success. Somebody with a success. <laughs> with a success. Um, okay. So Abby is a, a young woman who came to me and she was in her first entry level job out of college. And oh gosh, she's just the most wonderful young woman. Just, I love working with young women, young woman, young women like that. Anyway, um, she, it was, she was in sales. She'd gotten a sales job at a large corporation entry level and she was just flailing. She was, there was no creativity. It was a strict schedule. It was very based on sales goals. And she was obvious. She's obviously smart. She worked really hard, but nothing she could do could be good enough because this was just a job that was not fit for her. Ouch. Yeah. And she didn't believe in the product she was selling. You know, it was, there there was a, there was a lot of stuff involved with it. Anyway, we talked about this because she people hire me to help them get better at things they're really bad at doing and often i'm saying well no we can't get you better at long term at things you're bad at doing we got to we got to get you better at we got to get you doing things that you're naturally good at doing so this nice. it took i guess we worked together for about a year and we were very strategically she was networking and interviewing and talking to people and, and figuring out, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And it, in about, about a year, eight, 10 months, she got a job in the video creation department of the same corporation and now is just lighting it on fire. How cool is that? Yeah. 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 So was it, so like her skills or her abilities or her talents or whatever were just better used in in the video department? Yeah, she is this she's naturally creative. She's got the ADHD imagination. She's yeah. got she's got the ideas that the other people didn't have. Yeah. And she needed that freedom, that flexibility to be able to be the idea generator. The creativity, the bringing in, you know, let's, what if we did it this way, which that is her strength. And where, when she was allowed to do that, she's just blossomed. Isn't that great? Well, thank you for telling me her story because that is that that is really good to hear. I I don't see myself networking and interviewing at this point to get a job. No, no, but, I, no. And that, but at the point, but your point is taken, right? You can do it. You you just you got to get on that on that road and just treat it as a sort of a long term, you know, uh, plan. Yeah, and, and and do the things right. Right, and it's and it's looking intentionally. How do I want to yeah. spend my work days? Instead right. of just falling into, well, this is what somebody wants to buy. So sure, I can do that. You know, that doesn't, yeah. that's not a formula for success. No, okay. no, it's not. Okay. Well, good. So, so dear listener, if you are in that situation at one level or another, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not, you're, you're just yeah. not. 
And just remember that you've got to look at your world through the task-based level. ADHD lives in the minutia of daily life. That's that's where it that's where the friction happens. That's where the ease happens. Yeah, and it's so easy to overlook that. But but I, I appreciate this uh, this this mental shift here, and just the idea that we don't have to settle. Right, mm-hmm. life yeah. is too short. I love that life is a gift. That's a that's a mentality that I think I used to have at some point. But somewhere along the line, I got I got sort of mired in the nope. Life is just going to be suffering from here on out. So just get used to that, will you? Yeah. When we were in the corporate world, we would say life is tough, and then you die. And yeah. and then I one day I stepped back and said, Dana. Where did you lose this joy of life? You know, who said that as an adult, you've got to just suck it up and suffer? No, don't settle. You don't have to do that. But you do have to work to build a life that you love, a life that works for you. Yeah. 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 So, David. Well, good. Yes, ma'am. David and listeners, what's your next step? I know what my next step is, but I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to do it. Oh, come on. Okay. No, I'm going to be a doer, not a talker. Okay. So, yeah, there we go. No, but everybody needs to answer that question. Yeah, everybody answer. What is your next step? Okay. And one of your next steps, listeners, should be, please, not should be. I didn't say should, Dana. I'm sorry. I did say should. No shooting on us, David. No shooting on us. One thing we would love, dear listener, (laughs) is if you visit kicksomeadhd.com slash 014. Because that is where you'll find the show notes for today's episode and also a place for you to leave your comments. We want to hear what is it that you're, you know, how, what are you hearing in this? What are you struggling with? What are you thinking about? What, uh, what responses do you have? Um, that would be awesome. Yeah. And you can also find us on our, on Facebook and also rate and review us, please, on whatever podcast app you're looking, listening to this on and forgive the dangling preposition. Um, but yeah, just Ah. rate and review us. There you go. We love it. No, it does make a difference. And of course, the best thing you can do is subscribe in your podcast app. You'll get every episode. And uh, actually, that really does make a difference, too. The algorithms that are out there will help other people find us if you are subscribed. So, hey, do that for us. Hey. Appreciate that. Yeah. And Dana, uh, we should mention people can find you and all the wonderful things you do at DanaRayburn.com. And uh, that is all I have to say about that. Right. And we're not going to tell them where they can find you because you don't want to be found there. You need to change what you're doing. I know. I have I have some <laughs> things that I'm cooking up, and then we'll mention those later, but not today. Over the months, we will watch David step into a life he loves. If you want to monitor my tweets on this subject, though, you can find me on Twitter at the David Johnson. So that, that's, that, that could be amusing, actually. There's a great, growing, engaged community of us uh, folks on Twitter. So that's, that's, that could be fun. But uh, anyway, well, Dana, thank you for this. I'm looking forward to uh, reporting back at a future date about how all this is going. And I'm also especially looking forward to catching you next week for the next episode of Kick Some ADHD. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. (laughs) Bye, everyone. You too. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who... Squirrel uh, um, has ADHD, or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com. ADHD.com.